Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dirtcast. I'm Jezebel, senior writer, Madeline Davies. And I am Jezebel, staff writer, Bobby Finger. One day you'll be senior. One day. Babe. One day. Then I'll have senioritis. We're so excited that this is um, our post-Oscars episode. Mm -hmm. We have... A very special guest. It's Jezebel's very own Rich Jezwiak, um, senior writer at the site. He is a, a jack of all trades when it comes to pop cultural knowledge. Yeah. He knows everything. He knows music. He knows movies. He knows TV. And he is here to talk with us about the Oscars broadly, sort of the winners and the losers. But we wanted to focus on the idea of the Oscar curse. Because so many people talk about <laughs> um, particularly the acting nominees. And people like to assume that in many cases, when you win the Oscar for Best Actor, Best Actress, you know, all the acting awards, then your career may be ruined after it because of the Oscar. Yeah. And Rich is here to discuss whether or not that is the case. Winning an Oscar is the pinnacle of a lot of people's careers. And so if it's downhill from there, that makes logical sense. But before we talk to Rich, holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. Sunday night was something else. Sunday night was fucking crazy. Uh, I think I did what a lot of people did where the moment La La Land won Best Picture or air quotes won Best Picture, I started cleaning up my little mess of an Oscar party and went to the kitchen and was throwing things in the trash can. And my friend ran in and said, Bobby, Moonlight won, Moonlight won. And I was like, this is, I don't know, you're, I just saw La La Land win. This, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Moonlight won. Come on, I, this is not a joke. Come this on. is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. I was like watching the whole show. I was like, I hate this show. <laughs> I hate like how self-congratulatory so many of them are. Like, mm -hmm. I hate just like how it kept like panning to like Mel Gibson laughing. Mm -hmm. I hated it. With his nervous wife, girlfriend. Girlfriend. His girlfriend. Girlfriend. 26 years old. Oh, she's 26? I thought she was 24. Yeah, she just oh. had a baby, I think. His child bride <laughs> looking wide-eyed and scared the whole time. Mm -hmm. But it was a very, very exciting Yeah, finale. well, so it was just like, I was just like, fuck this. And I did the same thing. I was just like, well, I'm going to get ready for bed because mm -hmm. this stupid movie won. And then suddenly the Slack alerts on my phone started blowing up <laughs> because everyone was going crazy. Understandably going crazy because that's yeah. the movie everyone wanted to win. Everyone wanted everyone was. We had all prepared for its loss. It was not a surprise when La La Land air quotes won. Right. We were like, okay. Right. It was like with like a resolved, <sighs> and I like turned off the TV. <laughs> yeah. I did like that they got through several, three. three speeches before being asked to relinquish their awards. And even the one, at least one of them knew that he was a loser and was like, I'm going to talk anyway. Um, that takes a, an amount of confidence I'm not sure I'm capable of It's a possessing. very like La La Land attitude <laughs> where it's like, we know that we're not as good as what people are telling us. But you know what? We're going to say that this is about artists and dreamers and, mm. you know, and the like. Dreamers. I think my favorite tweet was a screen grab of Moonlight winning and the La La Land people sort of behind them and Damien Chazelle was still in the spotlight, but sort of on the edge of the spotlight. So he was less well lit than everyone else around him. And he doesn't look, he doesn't look mean. He doesn't look concerned. He looks like everyone else. He looks confused. But the tweet was like, we just witnessed the birth of a Hollywood supervillain. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's such, it's such a good origin like story. We, like, yeah, he was stolen from me. <laughs> and it's also such a Hollywood thing too, where it's like, he won Best Director. He won, that movie won several Oscars. It won six, I think, still. Even though it didn't win Best Picture? Yeah, it did well. I mean, he won Best Director. But he's probably he, still, mm. like, fuming. Fuming. Oh, I was so happy, though. I'm so glad that movie won. Yeah, it was great. And I loved I loved Barry's speech about how he said he never could have dreamed that something like this could happen. But he's like, I don't care about dreams. This isn't about dreams. Yeah. This is about, which was just a great counter to all of the... The, like discourse around La La Land, which was like it's about dreamers and Hollywood's a land of dreamers right. and dreamers and <laughs> dreams like, and dreams. And he's like, dreams are dreams are whack. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> dreams are whack. Dreams are stupid. This is real life, and we won. Uh, so thank you. Goodbye. Very clearly, even in my dreams, this could not be true. But to hell with dreams. I'm done with it because this is true. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's really funny. It's I didn't even really good. Think of it that way. It's great. Good for Moonlight. Good for I Moonlight. Think. And good for. Viola, good for Mahershala. I, I like watching the red carpet last night. I was like, wow, this is like kind of one of the most 
diverse red carpets I've seen in years where mm-hmm. it's just like a lot of like the celebrities that people were excited to see were celebrities of color and like a lot of, I don't know, white people were kind of just like in the background, which I'm fine with. It's the polar opposite of what the Oscars usually are. Right. So I'm just like a part of me worries that like the Academy is like trying to like overcorrect a little bit where they're just like, see, like we're not racist. <laughs> like, look at this. But then it's like, I don't know. Like, will these, like, good performances keep being recognized in the future? Mm-hmm. Or was this just, like, sort of, like, Oscar's so white? Like, yeah, right. Like, what are you talking the- about? That was last year. This yeah. is us now. I, 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 don't, I don't know how it's going to... I don't even know the, the big movies that are coming out this year. I'm just... My tunnel vision is just, like, it's really cool that yeah, that I'm Moonlight won. No, I'm with you. What, like, the best Oscar moment in history? Maybe. It was, like, one of the wildest Oscar <laughs> moments in history. That's for sure. I kind of enjoyed watching all of these, like, people, like, in a panic. Like, that yeah. was, like, th- oddly thrilling. The, like, the photos of Meryl Streep and Isabel Huppert, like, mortified in yeah, the front Yeah, like, row. hands over their mouths, just <laughs> yeah. completely just shocked. Um, God, how embarrassing. Who would have thought that one of the most <laughs> memorable Oscar moments of of recent memory of all time would have been because Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway fucked up? I feel like actually that's something that everyone could have predicted. <laughs> everyone could have predicted that um, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway uh, would fuck up. Would fuck up. A guy I know actually used to be neighbors with Faye Dunaway in her apartment building. Mm. And she was a real lunatic. That's fun. He one time heard a knock on his door and opened it and there was Faye. <laughs> and she just says, I need help with my snow. And he was like, what? She's like, come to my apartment. I need help with the snow. And he was walking over there being like, does she mean like cocaine? Like what is going on? The snow? And it turns out that she needed help like fixing like the static of her television. Oh my God. When was this? A few years ago. The static of her television. Yeah. Did he fix her snow? I mean, this is all like alleged for, you know, mm-hmm. for all uh, the legal legals out there. <laughs> all, all information that I've heard like third hand. But um, he fixed it. Yeah. But then a couple weeks later, he got locked out of his apartment buzzed Faye and was like, hi, like we met me, you met me a couple weeks ago. Like I'm locked out. Could you let me in? She refused to believe him. Oh my God. Um, Kept like peeking around the corner. Like, like he could see her like seeing him and like, she still wouldn't let him in. He had to then like call the landlord who then called Faye and be like, this is actually him. Can you please let him in? And so she finally buzzes him in. And when he starts walking up the stairs, she appears at the top and she goes, for all I know, you could have been a rapist. Oh, my it. God. I don't I this isn't this is a podcast. So there's no video. But I feel like my eyes are bulging out of my head. They're right very now. wide. Oh, my. But goodness. it also, again, feels very fake on a way. Yeah. I live for um, snubs, not snubs. I live for flubs. Flubs. Snubs. I could take or leave. Mm-hmm. But like, have you ever watched that clip of Elizabeth Taylor, like drunkenly fucking up? The announcement for best picture at the Golden Globes. No, <laughs> she just starts. She's hand. She's like out there presenting, mm-hmm. and she just starts opening the envelope and like reading the winner before <laughs> she announces the nominees. What? I don't open this. And it's so funny. What one? That year? Um, good question. Gladiator, <laughs> Gladiator is how she announces it. Gladiator. <laughs> Okay, that's vaguely familiar now. It's a pretty amazing moment, and it's, like, stuck in my brain for the rest of time. She must have been... When did she die? Probably 10 she's years after alive, that? She's still alive, Bobby. No, she's dead. <laughs> she's definitely dead. Like, is this... Did I just cross... Did I cross into another dimension at some point? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Old Violet Eyes is still out there. <laughs> so... Sunday night's Academy Awards. I was not, I did not have time to make anything. I usually like to cook a thing. So I just bought some cheese and Bobby, put it on a Oscar, plate. Your Oscar I menus prepared, are famed. I prepared a dish, but I didn't cook. It was just a cheese board and it had, it was manchego by the brie. That's funny. So it was manchego. Do you get it? There's manchego. And the brie is right next to it. the brie was right next to it. I like it so much. It was good. There were some good ones at the party I went to. Uh, I wasn't responsible for any of these. I'm just going to list some of them. Hidden figures. There was Casey, Casey Dia Affleck's. 
which you know, <laughs> I don't even know what that KC, means. They were just oh, quesadillas. Quesadilla. It was just quesadillas, but they were quesadilla Afflecks. That's funny. There was la la lasagna dip, which was unbelievable. Nice. Someone just ordered pizza, pie rival. That worked. That <laughs> <laughs> was very good. Uh, I like it. So, did you watch them at home or? I did. I watched them at home. You, um, did you which, have people over, just you. So here, I am like a bit of um, a stupid idiot when it comes to technology. And so I was like feeling really bummed about having to find a place to watch it. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, are you going to stream that? Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And I just streamed them alone on my couch. I made myself a beautiful dinner, sat, got a little bit too drunk on the box wine I had. And, it was, um, and you... But well, you know what? I enjoyed myself. That's good. That's all that matters. Yeah. It really is. You enjoyed all eight hours of it. No. It was at least it was just like, I don't have to like go walk home after this. Like I can just sort of like crawl into my bed. Yeah. Belly full of vegetable fritters. I was going to ask what you made. Vegetable fritters. I made a vegetable fritter. That sounds good. It was. What kind of box wine? Red, white, rosé? Red. Red. Um, And I think like the problem with box wine um, is there is no problem with box (laughs) wine. The problem with box wine is that you can't see how much you are drinking yeah. usually. So it was like, I was like, take another tipple, you know, like a little, huh? and then eventually it was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're not like, like oh, I, I already <laughs> drank half the bottle. I already drank a three quarters of the bottle. You're like, I I don't remember how much I drank. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is like, so there's much... still some in the box, like, but it feels like not enough to com- for what it should have been. I don't know. But it did make um, Jimmy Kimmel more... I won't say palatable, mm-hmm. but it made me able to like block him out more. Yeah. His written stuff was bad enough, but all of his sort of ad-libbed reactions were very bad. My thing with him is I find him so contemptuous towards non-famous people. Mm-hmm. Like just, I don't know, even the whole gag about like bringing the tour into the Oscars, you know, and it's just like, yeah, guys, could you ever believe in your lowly, shitty, gutter rat lives mm. that you would be at the Academy Awards? With the greatest people in the world. Right, like, like the best, most diplomatic, kindest, bravest people, mm-hmm. actors. Actors. And so that has always driven me really crazy about him. He puts, it's the mean tweets is really funny. I think mean tweets is really funny, but it also like fails to recognize reasons why normal people hate celebrities. Tonight is the celebration of the movies and those who lift us up, but we must also acknowledge those who push us down, the internet trolls who use their words to keep us grounded day after day. We're just going to shit all over these people who dare make fun of celebrities, who like dare to think that, I don't know, Emma Stone is an asshole. You right, know? yeah. Emma Stone looks like a crack whore in every role she plays great and it's and it's just like the the people who sent the mean tweets just don't matter they're just living their lives and here you are shitting all over them um, yeah we don't need to talk about casey i mean we can talk about casey we can talk about how fucking disrespectful it was for him to show up looking like that show up looking like a a rat nest imagine imagine a woman showing up like that like what would happen just think about that people would spend half of the pre-show just, just gagging gagging and acting like they just could, like in a state of disbelief just inconsolable and it's like i don't give a shit if it's for a role one beards grow back quickly mm-hmm. to comb your fucking hair also wear a wear a fake beard wear a wig <laughs> wear a like, wig <laughs> you know you know what i'm saying like there are ways around this yeah i um, don't know i just feel like bathe also yeah or wash the beard like also like we get it like you and joaquin are boys get over yourself <laughs> stupid idiot <laughs> You and Joaquin are boys. I mean, also, it's like, you've already, like, gotten away with, like, being a perv. Mm-hmm. It's like, and now you're just going to, like, rub it in our faces by, like, looking like one. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that Brie Larson did not applaud? She awarded him the award, but she Dang. didn't applaud. Dang. A subtle gesture. Yeah, good like, for her. Like, enough to sort of make me, you know, amp up my my respect meter for her. <laughs> yeah, just a little. It's, especially, like, it's, it's nothing, and she was being polite. But when you see the sort of the wide angle of the stage, there's the, you know, the people, the sort of floaters who are on the stage and you don't know who they are. And they kind of, they brush, they swoop in and out. Yeah. Handing away things. Yes. They're clapping. The audience is clapping. And she's just, you know, standing sort of stoically and not Hell doing yeah. anything. Kind of nice. Kind of nice. <laughs> Can I tell you what my favorite mm. moment of the red carpet was? Mm. I was... didn't get to watch any of the red carpet, but yeah, go on. Well, can I still talk about it? Yeah. Even though you didn't 
take it all in. Please, please. Um, <laughs> watching Ryan Seacrest um, interview Isabel Huppert. Oh my god, um, was amazing because she one she's like kind of like so like French about the whole thing, <laughs> but at one point he's like, "You are on camera for almost all of this movie. How difficult was that?" Mm-hmm. And she was just like, well, uh, we just shot little bit every day and uh, it was very easy. <laughs> and like just seeing her be like, acting is not that hard. It was just amazing. I don't know. It, it was, was typical beautiful. acting. Yeah. I just love when she's like, we don't shoot it all at once. So it's fine. Just like, I mean, what a, also what a La La Land man thing to say. Right. Oh, you're, you're such a dreamer. Well, and just, I don't know, the opposite of, like, seeing, like, the American stars being like, I had to be on set every day at 7 in the morning, and it was just physically exhausting, and it's like, bitch, you get paid millions of dollars. I had to sit in my mansion and get myself into character every yeah, right. I had to work night. out a lot. Oh, that's, that I had sucks. to work with someone, some sort of incredible trainer, too. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, I had to, I had to, the studio hired the best possible trainer and nutritionist for my role. Yeah, I'm right. incredibly healthy now, but um, I'm Everyone's very stressed. Like, what a hero. I'm very stressed. What a hero. Okay, so let's get to the dirtiest dirt of the week. So dirty. It's... <laughs> What is that? What was like that? a shock? So shock. meaty was uh, from Talk Soup. Yeah. <laughs> what did they call that segment? I don't remember. <sighs> it was, but it was always like the meatiest. Yeah. I don't know. I was so just trying meaty. to like add to like your whack pack. You know, like sturdy boy. <laughs> um. <laughs> so the dirtiest dirt of the week. It's just so obviously the dirtiest dirt. Right. It's um, unrivaled. Right. Meryl Streep and Karl Lagerfeld are feuding and I feel like Moonlight's surprise win was the best thing that ever happened to this feud because now no one cares about it. No one cares about it. All I was thinking about was Meryl Streep versus Karl Lagerfeld and now I'd forgotten about it until looking at our schedule for the day. Having said that, it's still a great feud and is still unrivaled in terms of dirty gossip. Sure. It's like... Hey, Ryan Murphy, erase the Joan and Bet story. <laughs> Load up Meryl versus Carl. Just stop airing it. That's the feud I want to see. It doesn't even need to be scripted. We just need cameras on both of them, enough hard drive space for, you know, a solid 10 hours from each of them. <laughs> and then we'll put them in the same room after they, they're like riled up after talking about it for 10 hours yeah. and just see what happens. That's that. You have like a really dastardly mind, Bobby. Mm, mm-hmm. When it comes to when it comes to these feuds, so what you what guys happened- can't see is Bobby's clenching his fists so tight that there's blood. <laughs> um, there's which blood is why all over the table. <laughs> imagine it when I don't clip my fingernails. Oh my god, that's why I have to clip them every day. Otherwise, yeah. just scars, blood. It's disgusting. No Howard Hughes talons for you. Oh my god. But I do have the mason jars full of piss. No, good. That's <laughs> yeah. good. And you only eat chocolate chip yeah. cookies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Meryl Streep versus Karl Lagerfeld. I will give the Cliff's Notes version. Please. It began with Karl Lagerfeld talking to Women's Wear Daily. And he brought up the fact that Chanel had been asked by Meryl Streep's camp to design a gown for the Oscars. And according to Karl Lagerfeld, they put in a little work designing the gown. It was going to be custom, of course. They told her that she didn't have to pay. And at some point after the design process began, Meryl Streep's people, again, according to Karl Lagerfeld, reached out to Chanel and said, actually, never mind. We don't actually need this dress. We found a designer who will pay us. But thanks. So Karl Lagerfeld is retelling the story to Women's Wear Daily, and he sort of He's saying it as though it's sort of, it's not an unsurprising thing, as though celebrities do this sometimes, where if they get paid for a gown, they're just going to choose to get the gown they get paid for, but that he expected more from Miss Meryl Streep. But also, he says, she's a genius actor, but, you know, a cheapskate, as though she has a reputation for being cheap, (laughs) Um, at least with him. And so after this interview goes up, the Hollywood Reporter reaches out to Meryl Streep's people, and the Meryl Streep's people, as in... Her rep, her agent, her manager says, this isn't true. You unequivocally false. This didn't happen. So that's where we thought it ended. And that was good enough, honestly. That was great. 
Right. But then, the next day, Meryl Streep wrote an actual statement herself that is just... How often does Meryl Streep get embroiled in controversy? Never. I just want to say again, Bobby's like out of breath right, talking right? about this. Like, <laughs> this never happens. But here she is writing a personal statement just to once again clear the air that she says this did not happen, that nothing even remotely similar to this even happened, and was that Carl Lagerfeld is a liar. Was it published in Lenny Letter? It was, it was published in People. And if you don't mind, I'm going to pull it up, the actual statement, because I have to read this verbatim. Please read this as Meryl Streep. Here we go. The thing about me reading this as Meryl Streep is I could just read it as myself and I could say it's Meryl Streep doing me. Oh, right. Because she's such <laughs> a If I read it as Meryl Streep, I could sound like anyone. You're so right. So here is her statement, which is so wild. In reference to Mr. Lagerfeld's statement in quotes, there is no, quote, controversy, colon. Carl Lagerfeld, a prominent designer, defamed me, my stylist, and the illustrious designer whose dress I chose to wear in an important industry publication. That publication printed this defamation unchecked. Subsequently, the story was picked up globally and continues globally to overwhelm my appearance at the Oscars. This is the best part. On the occasion of my record-breaking 20th nomination and to eclipse this honor in the eyes of the media, my colleagues, and the audience. I do not take this lightly in Mr. Lagerfeld's generic statement of regret for the controversy was not an apology. He lied, they printed the lie, and I am still waiting. I think this is particularly enlightening because you sort of think of Meryl Streep as too perfect and like she doesn't really, it's just a job to her mm-hmm. and that she's not one of the sort of egomaniacal, right. psycho Hollywood people. Right. But she is. <laughs> it's like she's obsessed with herself. She thinks that the only important thing in the world is that she just got her record-breaking 20th nomination I also and how like- dare anything overshadow that. Hearing, I, I hate Carl Lagerfeld, yeah. but it's also just like, that bitch did that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I was going to ask it. what you thought. because She I did it. Either that or it was like Mamie Gummer, like using her, throwing around her mom's name, mm-hmm. you know? I, I was thinking either she, it was, it was, it was as Carl said it, where they said, oh, we're getting paid. Or maybe they called and said, Ever, actually, we don't need the dress. And then Carl found out that the yeah. reason why, like through back channels, because I mean, I'm sure they're all they're all coordinating, not just to to stab each other in the back, but just to figure out who's doing what. And to make so, sure like no one's wearing the same right. thing. And there must be a lot of communication between all the design houses. And I'm also sure that Carl can like get on the horn, you know, and just be like who pretty much anyone if he yeah. wanted to. I don't believe Meryl here. No offense to Meryl, but also offense to Meryl. Right. Lucky for them. Other Oscar controversy or other Oscar moments have overshadowed this. Right. But, so they're out. They got out. Yeah. Scot free. And look at that. And we all got to acknowledge her 20th nomination. <laughs> her 20th nomination, which for she got. Florence Foster Jenkins. <laughs> she got so much. I mean, I feel like that was a whole segment of the Oscars. I feel like that was 10 minutes them talking about her 20th nomination. I'm just glad that she finally got a moment of recognition mm-hmm. Did in you like that her? career of hers, that oh, thankless career. Thank God, finally. Ugh. I also wonder, do you think she reached out to Kimmel to make sure that he didn't joke about it? I mean, again, before that statement, I would have said, no way. Mm-hmm. But now my whole world's upside down, Bobby. <laughs> so I are need you to go you... put on a white cashmere sweater, get a glass of white wine, go like sit at my house in the Cape. Mm-hmm. And think about this. Or what if you just what if you just broke into Nancy Myers' house in the Cape and did that instead? Sure, that yeah. was my. I mean, plan. I know I was actually joke. just going to like talented Mr. Ripley, Nancy <laughs> Myers. <laughs> so anyway, that's the dirtiest dirt. That's fucking dirty I, as hell. I think that statement is just very telling. I love it. I do too. Again, and it doesn't make me like her less, which maybe is the true yeah. power of Meryl. It doesn't make me like her less. I think it just reveals a side of her that she's very good at. Not showing. Right. Not necessarily hiding, but it's when people say, oh, she's very mean behind everyone's yeah. back. And in, in private, she's mean. It's like, well, at least she's not doing it publicly. Right. It's politeness. And like, she doesn't have to, but I feel like she rarely feels the need that she has to. And here it is. And it's very strange. Yeah. Jarring. <sighs> Thank you.
next up, we've got a special guest in the studio. The today. specialist of guests. A special guest, um, Rich Joswiak, senior writer at Jezebel. Our very own. Yes. Our very own Hello, yes. Rich Joswiak. I feel like a guest in my own home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah. his uh, his expertise lies in, I guess, general pop culture knowledge. I guess. You specialize sure. in film history, film, cultural criticism. Film is definitely my favorite medium, I would say, to, to write about and talk about. Yeah. One uh, of my first encounters with Rich, you didn't see me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> no, it was, he was presenting at this comedy night and he told this amazing story about the star of Megan Wants a Millionaire. <laughs> Megan, what is it? Megan Wants a Millionaire, right? Yeah, yeah Megan Hauserman. Yeah. yeah, about like spending the, the night with yes, her. And I yeah, was just like, totally. this man has my, my attention and my heart. <laughs> And now he's in the room. And now he's and right now here. In the room, yeah, but no, without Megan. Without, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about, since the Oscars happened two days ago, and something that always pops up after the Oscars and before the Oscars is the idea of the Oscar curse. And a number of years ago, the Oscar uh, Rich wrote about, ne- not necessarily an Oscar curse, but an Oscar moment about A nasty Oscar yes. rumor. Yes. A nasty Oscar rumor that, so the story goes... Jack Palance, Jack Palance. M- M- Jack Palance read the wrong name when Marissa Tomei won her Oscar for My Cousin Vinny and last night sort of put that theory to bed in yes. a lot of ways. Yeah, it's yeah. like, here's what would actually happen if this happened. Which is what I loved about it. Yeah. That immediately came to mind. Like, it would have been this crazy pandemonium because people, because, you know, the reason why Marissa Tomei was seen as like, unworthy of this because she was in a comedy and because it was such a character role uh, in that fun way that doesn't necessarily yield Oscars. And so it was this nasty sort of thing that people were saying could have flown under the radar like that. Mm. And like you just said, it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have. People would have run from both wings. (laughs) It's also like... Pacing wildly. (laughs) It's so rude in that like undeserving people win Oscars all the time. Totally. So it's like, why are you going to like target Marissa Tomei, who actually is like a really good actress, (laughs) and be like, yeah, no, she didn't actually win. Uh, Jack Plants just fucked up and they just let it ride. Who was, do you remember the front runner that year? I think it was Judy, uh, I'm sorry, Judy Davis for Husbands and Wives. I mean, uh, that performance is amazing. And like, really, if if it had gone to anybody else, it should have won. It should have gone to her. But there was other, I can't remember who else was nominated, but it was like some bullshit that nobody remember. Can we say bullshit? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, great. Great. I, I feel you like say fucking bullshit, actually, if you want to. <laughs> it was some fucking bullshit that nobody remembers. My Cousin Vinny is the only movie out of those five. I think Enchanted April was also nominated. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, that one is suggested to me on my Netflix queue a lot. <laughs> Yeah, th- it was the only one out of all the. Actually, I, I have right in front of me. I could tell you exactly who, because I do love this story. So it was Judy Davis, Husbands and Wives, Joan Plowright, Enchanted April, Joe, Vanessa right. Redgrave, Howard's End, Miranda Richardson, Damage. What? What movie is that? <laughs> and and Marissa Tomei, My Cousin Vinny. My Cousin mm-hmm. Vinny is the only movie out of any of those that anybody would want to watch today, and her right. performance steals the movie. My Cousin Vinny is probably on USA right now. Yeah, it's still, exactly. People watch it. All, I watch it all the time. If it's on TV. And I don't even like commercials. I mean, and a lot of I that would, clearly is that she was up to like, she was up against like a lot of like prestige actresses, yes. you know, like the Red Graves. Old and then, women. You know, right. Yeah. Old women. Right. She was young and cute and in a comedy. So after, after the Oscars, she was, she was in a lot of movies after that. Yes. Do you think her career suffered because of the controversy? Like had there not been a problem, had people just accepted it and moved on, do you think her career would have sort of been different than it was? I don't know, because no matter what, it would have been taken unseriously, even if there weren't this rumor, because it was for a comedy and because it was seen as one of those fluke things. I mean, even even though Jack Palance, um, <laughs> even, though he, even though he was, there wasn't that sort of controversy, that was still sort of like an honorary win, basically. He's the one who gave her the award because he had won the year before for City Slickers, which is like, really? Somebody from City Slickers got an acting award? Mm-hmm. Like the highest acting award? <laughs> okay. No one uh, made fun of that. No one suggested that Jack Palance... 
<laughs> undeservingly got his city sickness. Exactly. Could not handle claws. But, but, so, but also, like, I don't think anybody took it that seriously either and saw mm. it more as like the culmination of a career as it often is. Or like right. you know, how Whoopi Goldberg got it for Ghost, but really she was getting it for the color purple. Sure. You know? But so I don't know. I think her career probably would have gone the same. I don't know if it affected her that much. Cause she she also played it off. I mean, this was not something that was taboo. She there's a Saturday Night Live reference to mm-hmm. it. Many Saturday Night Live references to it, in fact. Um, she answered questions about this for decades to come. And she has been nominated for a few, two, three I in think, the past? I think two more. Definitely that? for In the Bedroom and mm-hmm. also for... Um, the Wrestler. Uh, the That's wrestler. what it is. The Wrestler. Yes. So she's still she working. amazing in that. She's still working. She's in that. Mm. It never came out, but when I wrote the piece two years ago, there was a Ms. Magazine HBO movie in the works that she was oh. starring in. Oh, right. Yeah, because there was like a bunch of like... A bunch of things in the works about like feminist publications. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So she's supposed to be in that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hold your breath. I think she's doing great. She's yeah, a successful she's, actress. She's also in um, the slums of Beverly Hills, which is one of my faves. She's great. Yeah, but not every best actor, best actress, acting award winner goes on to have such a a wonderful career. Right. And they, so, they can't help you, Marissa's. And so because of that, people have created this legend this idea of an oscar curse yeah um so what do you think like do you think to use my cousin Vinny terminology does the case for the oscar curse hold water well i i think that winning an oscar is the pinnacle of a lot of people's careers and so if it's downhill from there that makes logical sense mm-hmm. right um but there have been people like Halle Berry and like Monique who have spoken out specifically about their lack of opportunity after winning Oscars mm-hmm. and you know you look and it's not like it's not like Mercedes rule had all of these opportunities <laughs> and just flubbed it you know right mm-hmm. Marsha Gay Harden you know is like sort of clawed her way into 50 shades of gray and that was an accomplishment I know. when she showed up I was like wow <laughs> <laughs> there you are good for Marsha <laughs> yeah I mean, but she had a cut. Like, she was in Mystic River after she won the That's Oscar. True. Like, mm-hmm. she definitely is, like, had... Was she in Sideways? Wait, what no. did she win for? Pollock? What yes. did she win for? Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, and she didn't win for... Mystic River. Mystic River. Okay, yeah, okay. You know, if you look at the people, I don't, it, it, it's, I feel like it's really specific with Best Supporting Actress. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the one that takes the biggest hit. But those roles are always necessarily on the fringes and sort of fluky as it is, you know? Right. Um, except for Viola Davis, who should have been nominated for Best Actress. Right. Uh, oh, there is no lead actor in Fences. There is no. no lead female actor in Fences except for Viola Davis. That was just politics. God, can you imagine if if Emma Stone had won over Viola Davis? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> that's a that's an alternate reality. I yeah. don't even want to yeah, imagine. Yeah, would just burn to the ground. <laughs> it just you know I think it's completely reasonable that just because you won something doesn't mean you're all of a sudden going to be handed all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like life is a test and it's hard and I think infinitely more difficult than becoming famous is maintaining that fame. Right. So it all makes sense to me that people sort of don't have this charming, charmed existence just laid out for them after getting this trophy. Well, and with Halle Berry too, it's not like she hasn't had any significant roles. Like, you know, she had the Dorothy Dandridge uh, miniseries, right? Like, I think that was before. Was, was it before? It? Yeah, I think that was before. Anyway. But the point she, still I mean, stands she was though, an X-Men, like, certainly. Right, and, like, mm. I think her personal, her personal life um, weirdly kind of overwhelmed yeah. a lot of things where it's, like, also, like, keep in mind, like, Halle Berry, like, is guilty of a hit and run. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's, like, not someone who I, like, to feel very sorry for in general. Yeah. She also is guilty of Catwoman. Right? Yeah, Catwoman. <laughs> Catwoman came right after her win, too. It, it so that made soon. it. And also, I just she think she like had, she's had like all this like custody drama and that type of thing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like that. It's not like she's like gone from public eye. It's just that like she has these personal life issues that have like taken the forefront. And also, I think it sort of shows that the Oscar curse is a very it's it's focused on women, but in in the same reasons that like younger actresses are going to be more successful when they're younger, and it's easier for men to like maintain work as they like transition into their 30s and 40s, whereas, like, Marissa Tomei had a hard decade in her 30s. She wasn't getting as much work. Yeah. So, like, it makes sense that the women, like, go through the lulls in their career that all women go through. Yeah. And, like, Halle Berry was 
just going to have that difficulty regardless. But can you name many? So you're just like excusing the sexism that runs rampant. <laughs> yeah, that's, in a, that's just an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're like, it d- makes sense and it's right. But I can't, I'm trying to think of other, like when you Google Oscar curse. Yeah. And you Google image results, it's going to be 75% images yeah. of Halle Berry. Like, right. And then like Cuba. And like Cuba Gooding Jr. Gooding Jr. But yeah. what are the other, who are the other, the other men would you say? Oh, Adrian Brody. Right. Adrian Brody. It's probably because he sexually assaulted Halle Berry on stage. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love it if it Good befell fucking Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> you would love it if what? <laughs> if it befell Eddie Redmayne. I can't stand looking at him. I, I feel like he, <laughs> the thing with Eddie Redmayne is that, um, He's all the same color. Yeah. Like there's like <laughs> no <lips>. color variation. <laughs> um, and so that's like one of those things where I'm always like, what is it about him that's like kind of spooky? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's because it's just like the all the same kind of bluish white <laughs> with freckles all <laughs> the way from tip to toe. I, I feel like his, had he not landed Fantastic Beasts, I think it would have been a while since yeah. for, for us to hear about him again. Yeah, I Because he's so, so he's like a precocious adult. And it's like, it's not a good combination for there to be like, you need to be a precocious person and over 30. It's it's too much. And I feel like Stephen Hawking was a good role for him. Yeah. He had to kind of tone it down right. <laughs> based on the character. <laughs> yeah. um, and like fa- fa- Fantastic Beasts makes sense because it's like kind of family oriented. I didn't see it. Yeah. yeah. It's it sort either. of silly J.K. Rowling. I can't yeah. see, I still can't imagine him doing anything else. I mean, else he also he got the Danish girl after. Oh god! I right, and he was nominated the, for that as well. I completely forgot about the Danish. And he girl. shows his wiener in it. He shows his he shows his the 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 D and yeah, you the see Danish you girl. see wiener and the Danish <laughs> the girl. D and the Danish girl. <laughs> I didn't see I didn't see the Danish girl and I didn't see the theory of everything actually. So um, the Danish oh, you're not girl missing is anything. not oh, very yeah. Uh, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Roberto Benigni is a good example of okay, somebody of yeah. a man who had the Oscar curse. But again, like, that was a total fluke. You and know? that was right. later in his cur- like his He's his right. career had already like gone really yes. well. Yes. Or like uh, the artist guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is his name? Jean, Desjardins. Yeah, Desjardins. Yeah. Oh God, he won Best Actor. Oh yeah. my God, but I completely maybe it's forgot like that. Both of that, both Benini and Dujardin, maybe they got blackballed because they were both so annoying at the Oscars. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No. Deservedly so. But I, I think it does put into perspective. You know, we're talking about these movies. The artist. I mean, who has talked about the artist in since it won? You know, so so it does. It often seems like people get all bent out of shape about this stuff, and like, what movie should have won, and this means that, and the Oscars are so unfair, and and it's like mm-hmm. this is all a bunch of bullshit that you're right. probably gonna forget about. It's all anyway. stupid. <laughs> it's all stupid. It's like that's why this year's Oscars were so great because this is we're going to remember at least one moment of this. Exactly. I think the only reason I've ever talked about the artist since the artist is when the dog died. The dog died. Yeah. Also, can I t- share a fun fact? Mm-hmm. Um, that dog is of the same lineage as Eddie on Frasier. Lineage, oh. like not even just the same breed. They're, yeah. They have, wow. Just wow. a little something. It's just like, it's a famous dog fam. That's They're good. Like, I mean, I guess. Some people are born into showbiz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, so are dogs. Oh, Jamie Foxx as well, I would argue. His career has suffered considerably since Jamie he Jamie Foxx. Ray, because it really what, seemed like at that point... It was just like wow, he could do he could do this incredible too. impersonation, and he, like he's so much more than just a comedian. Mm-hmm. And look at him, and really, I mean, what has he done since then in terms of like dramatic stretching roles? Mm-hmm. Very little. Katie Holmes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Katie Holmes. laughs> um, I I wanted to ask stretching you about stretching roles. <laughs> 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 they won't high five me on it. <laughs> no, um, I wanted to ask you about Mentally. Monique because I feel like that's a story I don't. I don't know. I know that she has said explicitly that she believes she was blacklisted from Hollywood because of her refusal to participate in the like promotion or the yeah. awards well, cycle. She said, the, she said yeah. the Daniels told what her else, that yeah, she was so blackballed. What, what happened? Like, what can you can you tell us about Monique? Because that's a, its own version of the Oscar curse, which Lee Daniels would say was self imposed. Yeah, well, what you said was just right, and I think also what what came with that is that she said that she said that she just wasn't getting roles. And if you oh. think about it, mm-hmm. if you think about like movies that have come out since Precious came out, what roles should Monique have had that she didn't? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, I mean, there are not a lot of roles written for black women of that age, or that in terms of movies that get produced. You know, right? Um, it, it's very very small pool. Lee Daniels said that she got herself blacklisted though for being so difficult in addition to just not wanting to 
promote like or or do the award stuff. Here, here's a wow. quote from Lee Daniels via boss So you know, take it with a grain of salt. And, <laughs> but here's what they say: <laughs> During the Oscar campaign, she was making unreasonable demands, and I remember thinking, "This is when reverse racism happens." Oh, Lee. You have to Lee. you have to thank the producers of the film. You have to thank the studio, and she didn't understand that. People aren't going to respond well. I love her. I've spoken to her. She's brilliant, and I love working with brilliant people. I think that there were demands that were made on the Precious campaign that everyone knows hurt her. I told her that you've got to play ball. This is not just show. It is show business. God. But, I mean, you know, hearing that, I think, yes, that's exactly the way to do it. There's so much Hollywood bullshit, and the fact that she could win without doing that Mm -hmm. is a a real victory. But when you do that, you understand the price you pay. Like, you make your decisions. You know, you can't get everything, assuming that this is If you're going to be like an outlier, Mm -hmm. you have to be on the outs. Yeah, so so you do the thing, you go through the process, you do it your way, and then the world doesn't reward you for that because you're not playing their game. And, I mean, you suck it up, you know? It's not to say that she shouldn't speak about it. I mean, it's a fascinating story regardless. And she obviously showed a considerable range in that movie. But... Also, like, she sort of, it sounds to me like she made her decision and, and yeah. then paid for mm-hmm. it, you know? I mean, I also, like, thinking about, like, Adrian Brody. I'm not worried about Adrian Brody. It's like, he has his, like, little, like, Wes Anderson cameos that he can do. Yeah. Like, he's not, I don't know. All of them will continue working for at least, it seems like they get, like, a decent decade of jobs. Right. A varying quality. But like you can you can ride the wave of Oscar winner for a while just on that. Like Cuba Gooding Jr. Like he did Snow Dogs not long after that, which everyone hated. Yeah. Which right? I think actually says any like again, it kind of goes back into maybe his Oscar was a fluke in that like he's not a great actor by no. any means. Mm-hmm. Like he is like the worst part of the people versus OJ oh Simpson. God. He just had a like, good he just had a good role. Yeah. No. It, that was galling that he <laughs> would show up on that show as possibly like arguably the most famous pop culture figure of the past 25 years and not do a thing to change his affect or appearance or anything. Right. He was mm-hmm. just, I'm going to be Cuba Gooden Jr. and that's good enough. And it's not someone who's just like, he's not from like another time. You know, it's right. not like someone thing that we can't like fact check on. Yeah. Like it's not like with Jackie where everyone was like, oh, did she actually talk that way? Right. <laughs> it's like, most people watching that show have at least some sort of memory about like who O.J. Simpson really is. Yeah, totally. And, and everyone else in that show was like putting in all of their time, yeah. like developing their characters, just or just it was mimicry. But it's like they did that, whatever you want to call it, whether it was you know method acting or just mimicking a, an existing person. Cuba didn't do it, and he still got the role. And he still so got, Oscar, he still role, got Oscar got curse be damned, role. you know. Um, oh, I want I do want to say um, that Monique actually corrected what Lee Daniels said. She oh. actually, I, I I had thought that she had talked about being blackballed as well, but in fact, she said that she hadn't been hurt. I don't think that Hollywood has turned its nose up to me. I think that those are feelings that Mr. Daniels is having, she said in 2015 to ABC. And uh, Hollywood is a small community that never stopped at the scripts and calls never stopped coming. It was just that the offers didn't make sense. Please don't feel bad or sorry for Monique because Monique doesn't feel bad or sorry for Monique. You would be wasting your energy. So All right. don't feel bad for her. I also like, wasn't, that was tied into that really weird story where she claimed that she was uh, supposed to be cookie in Empire. That's oh, how that all started. I and then okay. Lee Daniels was like, no, also, like, and then started talking all this shit. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of became this, like, it was just like a few a few weeks in uh, 2015 <laughs> were claimed by the Lee Daniels-Monique fight feud. that she'll live forever in our minds and in our hearts. <laughs> I was uh, I was thinking about, this is, this is unrelated, but I... When Alicia Vikander walked on stage mm-hmm. at the beginning of the night, I was like, who, who the hell is that? Is oh, that? right. She won an Oscar last I, uh, year. You know what? I looked it <laughs> up and I still forget. What, what, what did she win the Oscar she for? She won the Oscar for The Danish Girl. Yeah. And then she was and she was so also insane. an ex machina. She was having like she was a big good year. Oh, she, was right. Machina, she was good at ex machina, but she was also she, like, kind of unrecognizable in ex machina. Right. But then so it was her and I was thinking of past Oscar winners who haven't really done much since, and it was her and even uh, Lupita Nyong'o, even though she had Star Wars, that wasn't, I mean, she was a CG character. She was a little tiny CG character. Right. Nothing she's done since has really hit. Alicia's well, next movie be, didn't hit. Lupita's going to be in um, Americana. She's, right? Oh, Isn't she, she got cast in that? I thought that, I thought mm-hmm. she did. What is that? 
That's the um, Chimanda Ngozi Andiche. The adaptation of her novel. Okay. I think that she's going to be the lead in that. Because she was just in um, Queen of Katwe, and that completely bombed the Disney movie. And then Alicia's right. A Light Between Oceans just bombed. Oh, yeah, So it's totally. like these two... Alicia wasn't the same. People were understandably obsessed with Lupita. No one really cared about Alicia Vikander, but they had kind of two big follow-up movies that didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, how about Shirley Theron, though? Yeah. You know? oh, I mean, yeah. she did Snow White and the Huntsman and the sequel to that, and she's popped up here and there, but she hasn't done anything that feels like uh, at least like important, you know, weighty and also well-regarded that I can think of. Like compared to Monster. Compared to Monster. Compared to Monster, yeah. Which is total camp, by the way. I mean, Monster is... A wonderful camp experience. At the time, it seemed like really serious, like oh, this, but I mean, the roller skating, the making out in the rain, uh-huh. or just I, like Christina Ricci being in that wig. Watching, <laughs> watching, watching Monster. I watched Monster again in the in the past maybe two years, and it really was like I compl- like I didn't even see it a first time. Yeah. I was like, this is not the movie I remember I, Monster being <laughs> at all. Yeah. I mean, it is like the roller the roller skating scene is really oh. something. I was so pissed off when the Sopranos then snatched Don't Stop Believing from that scene because I was like, this is iconography. <laughs> and then the Soprano, and then Glee got it. And Don't Stop, I mean, nobody even remembers mm. Don't Stop Believing. From, Weirdly, um, from I think it was Laguna Beach actually snuck in maybe before all of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe it's the failure that did it, not the lack of roles. Like Charlize yeah. didn't have a miserable bomb after, like in the years, immediate years following Monster. Right. Halle yeah. had Catwoman, so people associated her with Catwoman. Can like I, Cuba. Cuba maybe didn't have anything immediately after. Maybe it was just sort of lack of work. I, I think he like made a bunch of really bad movies. Yeah, what was the one like that was like Boat Trip, right? With like him and Horatio. Oh, yeah. yeah. yes. pretend he's gay or something. Yeah, and and just, like, so yeah. retrograde and just mm-hmm. like even at the time it felt retrograde, where it's just like Charlize sort of went into went into hiding. Like she didn't she didn't do much afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I, it's the maybe it's the it's the bad decisions you make following an Oscar win as opposed to lack of opportunities that makes the Oscar curse seem like a real thing. Can I tell you guys like one of my darkest self facts? Please. The All amount the time. By all means. the amount of times where I've looked in the mirror and thought for a brief second, I look like Eileen Warnos. <laughs> You like don't look more, like I uh, It's like look, more than... You have way more eyebrows, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> well, thank you. I don't think I do either, but it happens with like alarming frequency where I'm like, Eileen! Like, <laughs> I, now, you don't look like Eileen Wernos. Yeah, I've you never don't look like... That. I'm always thinking. I'm never not thinking about Eileen Wernos, I would say, and I've never looked at you once and thought that. Thank and you. I, I would have that thought if it, if it were true. <laughs> and you would tell her. You'd be well, like, oh, yeah, I would no, tell you I, now. Yeah, you would tell me <laughs> yeah. in this moment. You wouldn't tell me. Since you mentioned it. Um, it, Now I'm thinking about that. Is it Life and Style or In Touch, the feature they have, that they they ask like D-list celebrities a series of very stupid questions? And then one of them is always, what celebrity are you usually mistaken with? And people are always, they try too hard. Once someone said Elizabeth Taylor recently, someone said Brad Pitt recently. Um, But it's like, yours is just Eileen (laughs) Warnock. Yeah. <laughs> also, imagine going up to someone and being like, "Excuse me, are you the dead serial killer? Are you Eileen Warnos, the lady who they based Monster on?" And um, I was when like, did she die? Yes. Well, this this is really going places. <laughs> it is. Rich. Um, I don't uh, know. I think the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Charlize did have Ian Flux, by the way, which was a big flop. Oh, she did. I did. Yeah. But I completely forgot about Ian Flux. But nobody. But it was like one of those flops that has no attention on it as opposed to like a disaster disaster right. that gets all the attention and none of the money. Yeah. It wasn't Catwoman. It, it wasn't, wasn't like Catwoman. Cat, Catwoman got, you know, the the, the Jay Leno jokes. Yeah. It exactly. wasn't Boat right. Trip. Yeah. <laughs> but before we before we let you go, of the of the acting winners last night, who do you think will have the longest career, the most success, and who do you think will have the least success? I think Viola Davis will have the most success. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I don't think she's stoppable she's, at all. I mean, like, she hasn't been. Yeah. She also is just like, I think the best actress working today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she steals yeah, she's every amazing. everything yeah. she's in. Plus, she Absolutely. also like has her Shondaland stuff. Like she's not like <laughs> yeah. gonna like disappear. I don't know. Okay, and then least. So you've got and then you got Casey left. Right, Denzel Casey. left, and no, who not the Denzel. Hell not Denzel. Denzel didn't win. Oh no, yeah. Ka- oh God. Ka- um, Mahershala. Emma. Who else? Emma. Emma Stone. 
Oh, God, Emma. I completely forgot about Emma, too. Yeah. Well, we will all forget about the fact that she won for that movie because she shouldn't have. <laughs> She's sort of like the Jennifer Lawrence. I don't yeah. like how when Jennifer Lawrence won for like American Hustle and it was just like, eh? No, she won for Silver, Silver Linings. Linings. But didn't she win Best Supporting at the Golden Globes? And oh, then the everyone Globes. was yeah. furious. And <laughs> right. then Lupita Nyong'o got it at. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. There was no way Jennifer Lawrence was going to get that Oscar because it had just been a year. And Right. But yeah, but... I, I don't know. I mean, I think Casey Affleck will have the worst career out of all of them. I can't really see. I mean, like, what is he even except uh, a creep? You yeah, know? except a creep. Um, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm really not basing that on like any personal feelings I have for him, but literally just like what is what is his career? Mm-hmm. Maybe this is patronizing, but it, I do probably worry for. Mahershala Ali the most where it's like I could kind of see him being someone who like everyone is just like crazy about for you know this moment Mm -hmm. and then just because like Hollywood is racist and and I don't know and roles are scarce yeah roles are scarce I could kind of see him dropping off but I hope that doesn't happen I think the saving grace is that he is that it came later in the career like he has like a lot of stuff behind him Mm -hmm. and a pretty substantial and impressive resume right Emma Stone. It's like you got that those Hunger Games bucks, baby. Emma Stone being around still is gonna be frustrating. She, I mean, I think she'll definitely be around, but I just this was not the movie to give her the Oscar for. Right. You know, it would be one thing if they were gonna do a, a La La Land sweep thing, mm-hmm. where it's like, well, of course, everybody from La La Land got it, but they didn't even like. She's actually single. She's one of the few in the major categories. Like yeah. it's her and the director. And and otherwise, it's sort of like the more minor categories. It's like that is not an Academy Award winning performance. That's it's mm-hmm. just not like but it's she'll like you, have yeah. hers. She'll do something major. Like Ten years, yeah, yeah. That that like whether you like it or not feels like it should be winning the Oscar. Yeah, you know this was not that. And I think that's a good a good place to end. So thanks for chatting with us, Rich. Thanks Thank for having us, Rich. Curse yes. and the Oscars. Look at you. We'll, Such a star. T- we'll <laughs> chat uh, next year after the Oscars when yes. maybe Emma Stone will win for her performance in. As Billie Jean King in the the upcoming Billie Jean King biopic, she'll get two in a row. I mean, just to correct one thing, there will there will not be a planet next year. So, <laughs> right, get it out while you can. Yeah, well, I'm glad we did this then. Yeah, this yeah. is fun. <laughs> Off your bucket list, Rich. <laughs> exactly. All right. Okay, Thank you. Bye. So today we got uh, a, a pretty good game that we're going to play with Maddie today. I will be the judge of that, Bobby. <laughs> That's right. It's Oscars related. It is a pretty simple game. So the way it works is I'm going to go through um, some movies from recent history, sort of pseudo recent history and far, far off in the past and give you a list of three awards that they won at the Oscars, one they didn't, and you're going to have to figure out which one they didn't win because these are big movies they won a lot of awards but they didn't win everyone okay so which of the following oscars did la la land not win maddie (laughs) a production design b costume design c best cinematography d best original score i know what it is which one is it's it? It's costume design. It's costume design, correct. Um, for a bonus point, do you know who actually won costume design? Um, yes, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find okay. Them. At you, that must have been early in the evening um, before you also, got a little do- dozy. <laughs> I never saw it. It's not that good. It's not that good, okay. Leonardo DiCaprio awarded Best Actress, and mm. he was in The Revenant last year, which won a boatload of awards. Yes, boatload of Oscars. Best actress for The Revenant. No, he no, he awarded best actress oh, to Emma Stone. I hear what That's you're what saying. I mean. Sorry. So he was there. Yes. Last My year. My handsome prince of the city. Your handsome prince. Which of the following Oscars did the Revenant not win? Best director, A. B. Best film editing. C. Best cinematography. D. Best actor. I'm gonna say. Cinematography? It won cinematography, Maddie. You I got was going to say, it is not cinematography, is what I was trying to say. <laughs> and then I was going to say, editing. <laughs> Best film editing actually went to Mad Max last year. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. So, question three. Let's go a little further back. Okay. Let's leave the decade. Let's leave the decade. Ah! Let's actually leave another decade. Oh my God, we're going to the 90s. We're going to the 90s. The English Patient won so many awards, Maddie. I know. It won so many awards. 
So yeah, let's see if Naveen you can remember. Andrews didn't get shit. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Which of the following Oscars did the English patient not win? A, best sound editing. B, best sound mixing. C, best art direction. D, best dramatic score. Because back in the day, they had dramatic score and yeah. comedy score. Wait. <sighs> the sound in that movie is really good. We got an English, we got an English patient stand in the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have patience for the English patient. <laughs> Um, mixing? It won mixing. <laughs> it lost editing. You should know the difference between sound editing and sound mixing, Maddie. Why? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, so it lost best sound editing. And this was really funny to me, which is why, I don't know. I just thought this was funny. The actual winner of best sound editing <laughs> was The Ghost in the Darkness, that Michael Douglas movie about the lions or the tigers. What are they? <laughs> where, they where they hunt the, the lion that like killed his friend. So that movie sound was edited better than the English patient's really shitty sound. Yeah, that's what I should have remembered <clears throat> is that the <laughs> sound editing was terrible in that. Let's stay in the 90s. We got three more. <sighs> Terminator 2 Judgment Day won a lot of technical awards mm -hmm. in 1981. Yes. But I didn't win one of these. A, best sound editing. B, best sound mixing. C, best makeup. D, best cinematography. You're killing me, Bobby. Mixing. Mixing. It won mixing. And it won editing. And it won makeup. What it didn't win was best cinematography. So embarrassed. Do you have any guesses as to what movie won Best Cinematography in 1991? Curly Sue? <laughs> no. It was a close second. It was a close second. Oh. It takes a master to frame that hair, let me tell you. <laughs> it, it takes a master. The scene where she's in the bathtub <laughs> while the shower is running? God. Uh, wow. Uh, just real excellent cinematography there. No, JFK. Oh. Okay, two more. <laughs> These are very... Maybe watch that in my high school history class because... That's how my school did <laughs> They things. were like, this is the truth. <laughs> yeah, here's the real end of JFK. <laughs> Watching JFK in a high school history class is very funny. Okay, speaking of a while ago, <laughs> Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway. Reds and Network, two of both of their biggest films, each of them won a lot of Oscars. But here we go. Let's start with Reds. Which of the following Oscars did Reds not win? Warren Beatty's big movie. A, Best Director. B, Best Cinematography. C, Best Supporting Actress. D, Best Supporting Actor. C. Wrong. <laughs> best Supporting Actor. That year it went to Jack Nicholson. That's what I said. Um, no, you didn't, Maddie. No, you didn't. Okay, last question. Faye Dunaway, Miss, Ms. Dunaway. Ms. Dunaway. Her film Network. Yes. Network. Network. A big film. Which of the following Oscars did Network not win? A, Best Actor. B, Best Actress. C, Best Supporting Actress. D, Best Supporting Actor. A. It won Lead Actor. Best Supporting Actor, it did not win. D. Who was it? You know what, Maddie? That's the one I forgot to write the wow, actual Wow, that's a really... Just, here's my quiz. Just let me just... Let's just... Give I me a only second. got one. You only got one. But you did... You did well. You were very close. They were tricky. I mean, the sound editing ones... You definitely, like, pulled a fast one. They were very tricky. Let's... Uh, it's okay. I, um, I feel like it's good for me to lose sometimes because I'm so used to winning. Here we go. Best Supporting Actor was Jason Robards. Oh, how did I not know that? Which he, and he won for, see, we got to go to another Wikipedia. We got to just keep going to Wikipedias. This is so embarrassing. I, mean, I, I just, don't, I don't care. Very, oh, All the President's Men. Okay. We're, we're done now. And I lost the game. You lost the game. I and, got one point. Oh no, big problem. When you click on the Academy Awards Wikipedia page, this is what you get. I want your reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Someone put uh, a very unshaved, messy, um, particularly matted version of Casey Affleck at the top of the, the Academy Awards wiki. It's very scary. Um, That's sort like of derailed. Someone who would like attack you with like a box cutter. 
You know what I mean? Like, he'd be like, start just to be like, ah, and then just come at you. Yeah, attack you and, like, really want you dead. Yeah. Like, he, w- he wouldn't be playing around with that box cutter. Like, choosing choosing the box cutter because it would take more strikes. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, a really, a really sadistic man. Um, oh, my God. That's, that's the photo of Casey Affleck we got here. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Dirtcast. Uh, thank you to Rich Jeswiak for stopping by to talk about the Oscar curse. Um, thank you to the fine folks from Price Waterhouse Coopers for finally getting the award right. Thank you to Barry Jenkins for making Moonlight. Thank, thank, you, thank you to you, Bobby. Thank you to you, Maddie. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I meant to thank Moonlight. Oh, God. You know who I don't want to thank? The person who put Casey Affleck's face on the Academy Awards wiki. I might yeah, have to change haunting, that haunting. when I get back to the computer. I haven't edited a Wikipedia in so long. Yeah, so check in on that little <laughs> Easter egg. <laughs> but I'll put Faye Dunaway's face on the top instead. <laughs> uh, our show is produced by Levi Sharp with editorial oversight by Kate Drees. Montana Mofidi is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. The episode was mixed by Brad Fisher. Want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think? Hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com. Jezebel.